Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Playing Around podcast. So, Amanda, I saw that you were at the BMW this last weekend. How was that? It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, I was there. It was a lot of fun. Now, the, the course is like an old Northeast course where everything's kind of smushed together. So it is, it, it's difficult to like watch groups. Like you're seeing the first two rounds, like the Denny McCarthy, Lucas Glover group. It's like, it looks like there's a million people watching them because there's just really nowhere to go. But it, it was fun. Now, I, um, I'm sure you guys saw on Twitter that on Friday when I got there, some woman came up and started yelling at me because I blocked her on Twitter. Like, can't imagine why if you come up and start yelling at me, you must have been really pleasant on the internet. So that was kind of a bummer. But then I had other people come up and were like, you're really cool. I like what you do. And I was like, thank you. You go tell that lady. (laughs) You go tell her. It's always weird when you get trolled online and then it happens in person. I haven't really had that happen too often where someone has like gone out of their way to come up and be like, I hate you. But I've heard it from when, especially when I was playing ACC, my dad was out there and my boyfriend was out there and they were walking like in the crowd and they were just hearing people say things. And most of the time it wasn't anything mean, but it was always like something sexual. And my dad had the funniest, (laughs) funniest line back to someone. So this guy, I was signing all these autographs and he was like, I don't know, like a 16 year old kid or something. And he's like, I want her to sign this and pointed to his dick. And my dad was standing (laughs) right next to him, right next to him, turns to him. And he said, her last name's too long to sign. And I 
died laughing. And I was like, that is such a good comeback. And people always ask me like, how do people in your life like handle the negative comments? And they just make jokes about it. And it's always, you know, it's just kind of part of the job. But no, it's, mine's always been more on like the sexual side. Even when I've had people come up to me, it's always been something like if I get a little weirded out, it's like they kind of touch me weirdly or like they say something that's kind of sexual. Yeah. But I've never had anyone be like, I hate you. You've blocked me and I don't like what you do I've never had that before it was it was bizarre because it's funny it's like one thing online but like they're not going to come up to you and be mean so when someone came up to me because at first I thought it was like a fan it's like Amanda you blocked me on Twitter you really think you're something special like going on and on and there's people are walking by she's going off and saying this inappropriate stuff and one of the things she said she's like she can't even do anything she has to hang out with that page girl for people even to pay attention to her and I was like Yes, because I'm a nobody. And that's why the biggest somebody in golf asked me to do a podcast with her because that's how that fucking works. Like, <laughs> these people are just nuts. Like, I, I, I was, I was, I was a little shook. Like, I didn't cry or anything, which was good for me because I cried to drop a pin, but it, it really like it. I kind of ran around the whole day trying to avoid her. Granted, there are a hundred thousand people there, but like, you know, there's a hundred thousand people and she found me. Was she a rando or was she like someone in golf media? No, she was just some woman. Like she wasn't, it wasn't like, oh God, God. If it was golf did you media, ask her name? Had- I, I wonder if I blocked her too. I, I, cause I'm sure it's like, it's like the same person who just like trolls everyone. Cause there's some women that always comment on my stuff. There's like three of them and there I put, I said three and I put up two fingers. <laughs> There's three of them. And I I like they constantly, constantly always say something mean on everything that I post. And I don't know if it's like a troll account where it's a guy and they just use like a, a woman's picture, but maybe it's the same person. Maybe we have the same admirer. I'll send you I'll send you the name because I noticed immediately after so I took my picture and I posted it on Twitter with the caption, whatever. And then a few minutes after that, I'm like, okay, I'll put this on Instagram because you you know, I don't really use Instagram and I need to. So I go to put it on there and I see that it just said like, so-and-so just followed you. And it was a woman. So I clicked on it and it was her. And I was like, Jesus Christ, now I have to block you on here too. So I do actually know her name, but I was like, God, like leave me alone. (laughs) That's so funny. Cause I, I had like this epiphany too recently where I would never block anyone on Instagram or Twitter, any social media platform. I would never block anyone because in my mind I was like, they have won. If I block them, they know that they have got to me right. and they have won. And I was getting irritated because it was like, this. it's the same people. You know, it there's is. like 20 people who say the same things and it, they don't even follow me for the most part, but they're constantly talking about me or saying something rude yeah. every single time. And one day I was just like, you know what? I am sick of this person. I'm just going to block them. And I felt so good after doing that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, it's not the fact that they're winning because they feel like they got to you. It's now that they don't have access to all of your content and having access to what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're posting is actually a privilege. And you need to view it as that way is like you are allowing someone to have access to your life. And if you don't like them or like what they're saying, then they don't have access anymore. And ever since I started doing that, I felt so much better. And you just almost have to like reprogram your brain and be like, no, they're not winning. I'm now winning because I have control over who moves my content, who sees it, who gets to comment on it. 
it. And it's very few people that I do block because I feel like I have pretty thick skin now after doing this for so many years. Yeah. But there's just some people that they're just like, there's like a, a fly. You know, it's just like they're, they're always buzzing around your head, always being annoying. And it's like, I'm just going to zap you. You're blocked now. You're done. Yeah, You're sure. done. <laughs> Yeah. And see, and I agree with you. Like my thing is if you say something mean to me, but you follow me, I'll just mute you. Cause I don't want to like lose that follower. But if you don't follow me and you just continually say mean things, like I'm going to block you. And especially I've noticed there's like probably like 10 or so live accounts, like people that are like very pro live and they comment on everyone's stuff. Like every single person in golf media, every person on golf Twitter that we know they'll comment on their stuff is like pro live stuff. And I'm like, I don't want your comments. Like that is also part of it. It's one thing to hide a reply, but I just, I don't want that continuing. And that, that gives someone else a platform to like bully. Like the most passive aggressive thing that someone can do is to like a mean tweet about you or to like someone's nasty comment to you. Like, because you don't have the balls to say it to me, but you think you're so fucking sly, like in that other, like, like in that comment and stuff. And that's what pisses me off. Yeah, there was this one influencer on TikTok and she said that I'll block you. I'll block anyone who says anything mean about me that you like or comment on or that you even view it. She's like, I'm blocking everyone because again, it's like, it's a privilege to have access to your content. Right. She said that. I was like, oh, that's really smart. And then I started doing it. Um, But people are weird. People are weird on, on social media and they just do it for attention. And I noticed too that, you know, I, I respond to a lot of people and I try to do it in a really funny way. So it's not like you're being mean to me. I don't like you. <laughs> you know, I'll always respond back in a very like almost like witty way. So I can just end it. We're done. I win. Yeah. And I almost stopped doing that too. Cause I felt like some people were doing it to get clout. And so mm-hmm. I'm looking at these accounts that started saying these things about me and I'm like, they just want me to retweet them. They just want me yeah. to come back for clout. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'll pick and choose, like Patrick Reed's lawyer, who has been constantly attacking me on. Really? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so, um, Patrick Reed has sued Brandel Chambly and Golf mm-hmm. Channel for $775 million. And so I was kind of following the story because it's really fascinating. He says defamation of character, things that Brandel has said um, about him cheating and just, you know, uh, just being on Patrick Reed's back. And at times I actually do kind of agree with Patrick that Brandel has been really, really hard on him and has said a lot of things that's kind of like, "Ah, maybe like you shouldn't have said that, but Mm -hmm. not 77,700, wait, seven, seven, five million. (laughs) Yeah, so, so that's how much um, money it is. It's hard to even like yeah, I know. Like, I mean, Cross Channel just laid off half their like people two years ago. Where the hell are they going to get seven hundred fifty million in damages to pay? Like, I don't think so. That's an insane amount. And what also is interesting about that because you have to say that that's the money that I would have made if you did say these things about me. So I would have gotten that through sponsor deals, which I'm assuming that's all it could have been. And maybe just like mental distress. But that was happening when he was on the PGA tour. So if he was saying that he could potentially make that much money, why'd he jump to live? Yeah. If all these guys are saying they're making that much money, why are you jumping to live? Like that doesn't make sense to me. But anyways, um, I was just looking at everyone uh, the next day after this came out and they were talking about the lawyer that Patrick Reed has hired. And I look on his account and I'm like, 
I know this man. I know this man. <laughs> he said something along the lines of who would ever take this, you know, I don't know, over-sexualized person seriously in the golf industry and something about like my, my boobs not being real. And I retweeted it and said, like, I use the Seinfeld line, um, you know, they're real and they're spectacular. Yeah. And then like destroyed him. And then after that, I kept looking and it's like, he's going on and on and on and on about, he's tweeted about me so many times. And I'm like, can I sue him? Like, how does this work? I think he wants to bang you. Like, I think that's some sexual frustration. He's like, obviously never seen boobs just anywhere because if he thinks your boobs are fake, he knows like literally nothing. Like you can spot fake boobs from a mile away because they are like separated. They're up to your chin and they look like rocks. Like, I have never seen a boob job that I was like, that looks great. Like, that genuinely looks really good on you. Because if you need a boob job, you're probably a tiny person with tiny little titties. And it just looks ridiculous. Like, he obviously doesn't know what boobs are. Here's the thing, though. It's like, guys have no idea what real natural boobs and fake boobs look like. Because everyone will always be like, you have fake boobs. I'm like, I don't. And then they're going to be like, oh, they're growing today. Or they look bigger today. Or yeah. they look smaller today. And I'm like, okay, men, um, <laughs> if you wear a certain type of bra, can make your boobs look bigger. If you're wearing a sports bra, which I'll, we I'll wear two sports bras sometimes. I'm like, of course I'm going to look flatter because they're real. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to be like, oh, they, they just, they're so big. And I'm like, well, I'm on my period and I've gained 10 pounds. So yeah, they're going to yeah. look a little bigger today, guys. And then I'll be like, I'll, I'll explain that to them. They're like, no, they're fake. I'm like, so you're going to tell me if my boobs are fake or real. Like you are all knowing and you are the boob master of this world. And you know that mine are fake. And I'm like, it's just so weird how they'll like argue about like my body as if I don't know. And like, <laughs> I don't live with it every single day. Um, but yeah, I digress. But yeah, I'm like, how is how is this guy? And I am Patrick Reed's number one supporter. Yeah. Like, You're I Justine's love Justine. number one too. I love Justine Reed. Like, I am all for the Reeds. And like, you hired this guy. I take that personally. Yeah, I was I was reading something about him. His stances are like anti-government, anti like anyone that's not like a white Christian man. And I was like, that's not ideal. Like, you probably aren't a very accepting human. Like, that's not great. But you should counter him and be like, go full Kardashian and get like the x-ray. Remember when they did that? They were like, we're going to x-ray our butts for implants. And you're like, I'm going to x-ray my boobs and show you. It'd be great content. Like not even like for people to be like, oh, don't give in to the haters. But you should be like, no, I'm literally going to get 10 million views on this Twitter video because it's about my boobies. Well, and the thing too, it's like, if they're claiming that I've like had all this work done and done all this stuff, why do I still have a flat ass? why you know like if you say that but it's not like you really don't have a flat ass i don't i think you have a nice butt oh it's like angles and like arching back and posing and stuff <laughs> and then i do like a golf swing you know when you do your golf swing and you have to like squeeze your butt cheeks yeah. and i look like my back goes into my thighs yeah. like my hamstrings it's just like whoop. i look like a walking pee literally it's like <laughs> pee for page pee for no butt too and so i'm like okay guys if you think that i am like you know, I'm going to get all this stuff done and I'm not against it. Like if anyone wants to get stuff done, go, go for it. Like do whatever makes you feel good. I'd get butt implants. I would get the BBL. Like that's what I would do first. If I like wanted to get something done, even though they say the BBL is like more dangerous than getting open heart surgery. So. Well, that's because people go to like Mexico and have their asses filled with cement. Like, I think that's part of it. Like you got to get like, what do the Kardashians do? Like they 
suck fat out of other parts of their body and put it in their butts. I mean, you don't really have any fat to suck out, but like... Can you imagine going to the doctor to get a BBL and you look over and your surgeon just like mixing up the cement that they're going to inject it? <laughs> it's like, it's like it's a like spinning truck. Yeah, it's like a yeah. spinning truck outside. They're like, okay, we're ready. Yeah. So, I mean, it has the lawsuit has to be thrown out. Like, no one's going to take that seriously, right? Like that. So, it it really can't be because the thing that Patrick Reed is claiming, like, as defamation, are things that we've all seen, right? Like, we saw him in the Bahamas, kind of do his lie, whatever, and he made that worse for himself because if he even even if he knew he was doing it, it just lied to us and was like, you know what? I did not realize that. I take full responsibility, penalize me, whatever. It was like he like doubled down on it, which made yeah. no sense. Like people aren't going around saying that he has a dog fighting ring or like kills children to drink their blood for like superpowers. Like it's all stuff that we have literally seen on television. It would be really fascinating if it does go to court and the people that they bring in to testify against Patrick Reed. So it'd be like his ex teammates and <laughs> it would be like his family. Bring in Kevin Kisner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kevin Kisner. I mean, it would be yeah. fascinating to see what would happen. Like it'd be like the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial, but for <laughs> golf, like that would be like our Super Bowl. And maybe we'd even find out if Justine is behind use golf facts. You know what? I think someone like back searched to like, tried to like recover the password from it. And the name was Justine's maiden name like it was that it was like an initial and then her maiden name or something it was like Jay something so it it seems pretty legit that it probably is Justine or her dad or her mom or just someone in that wackadoo family like did they grow up next to a farm with some crazy pesticide that just like screwed up the brain like I don't know man there's something going on don't speak about the reeds that way (laughs) sorry no that's the parade and then the reeds too but Yeah, it's two wackadoo families, man. I still love Justine. I think she's like my favorite person ever. I mean, she's just like, (laughs) is so oblivious and just does whatever she wants to do. And sometimes I wish I had some of that, you know, because I'm always like, oh, what do people think about me? I mean, they like me. And she's just like, fuck you guys. Like, I'm Justine fucking Reed. And I am just going to do my thing and live my best life. And you got to respect that at some level. And I'm just saying this so I don't get sued by the Reeds. I love you guys. Please don't do anything. (laughs) Don't do anything. Me on the other hand. They're they're like, we're taking the brunette to court. Let's go. (laughs) And and the lady who came up to yell will be in like the stands watching. She's like, burn Amanda down. Burn her at the stake. Like, yeah, exactly. Get for blocking me on on social media. Now my fear is that she's gonna make like other social medias to like fuck with me. But she was probably in her like 50s, 60s, which makes it even worse. Like it wasn't even like some angry housewife who was scared her husband thought I was fat. It was like some old woman that like probably has children my age and is still like attacking me. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Love to hear it. Oh God. Well, well, all of that was going on. Tiger Woods had to fly in and basically save the PGA tour. So they had this like, why were they calling it a secret meeting? Like everyone knew about it. It's not a secret meeting. Like I feel like it was, it was kind of secret because I think some of the main things that they talked about, like still haven't been announced, which will be, really interesting i don't know if i agree with like one of their big things that they want to do i'm kind of like that could turn out poorly but i mean there's just i don't know like i don't know if they're going to be able to save the tour because i think it was like a golf.com or golf digest article saying that like one of the things rory and tiger are proposing is doing like 
electronic golf or something, right? Like have a, an event where they go and play at an X golf or a top golf or something. And like, they compete against each other. And I was like, I don't want to see that. Like, you're literally going to turn this tour into live if you do that. Right. And they want to do all these events with 70 field, no cut 20 million purses. Like, yeah, that's great. But then that's also like that same kind of like invitational, like exhibition stuff. So I, I don't, I don't know what I think about it. What are you hearing from, from everything? Like, what are your thoughts? I think that if they didn't do anything different than what they were doing, and they were just continuing to be the PGA tour without trying to implement any changes, without trying to show any panic, that would have been the more successful route for me because I think now Mm -hmm. that you had to fly Tiger in and they're trying to do basically what Liv is doing, it's like the PGA tour saying, we're scared of Liv and we like their ideas. And at that point, why don't you just combine the tours and you can do that together, kind of what we've talked about in previous episodes, but it just almost looks like the PGA tour is scared. And if they ignored it completely, didn't even think about it, it's almost like what we were talking about in the beginning of this episode with trolls. Once you acknowledge it, they feel as if they've won. And if you just keep doing what you're doing, keep your head down, don't acknowledge it, I think that's almost what they should have done. There's a lot of people who still love the PGA Tour Mm -hmm. and they're going to love the PGA Tour and they're going to be fans of the PGA Tour for a very long time. And I don't think people want change. They like tradition and that's what makes golf so special. And that's why people love golf. Mm -hmm. And I think there is going to be a solution where they combine tours and they're going to do what they need to do. But I don't like the fact that now they're wanting to change and do what you were saying. Like this, um, how many events was it? can't even remember. I genuinely don't remember, but I think it kind of shook up to like two a month kind of thing. Like it was, it was a decent amount of $22 million purses and no cut, like this exhibition type golf. And I don't, I don't love that. I don't love that. I wish that it kind of stays the same. Maybe you can eliminate some tournaments that a lot of players don't like. So then that way they can get stronger fields more often. Mm -hmm. And just change the schedule up a little bit. I don't think you have to change the entire format up of the PGA Tour. But I mean, they probably know more than we do. I think it's really hard for us to even talk about this because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes or what they're even discussing. But the fact that Tiger had to come in and do all of this and Rory is working together with Tiger, it's a bit scary. It shows that they're they're scared mm-hmm. of the future of golf and kind of what's going on. And when you say that, like they're scared for the future of golf, there was literally no reason to be worried about the future of golf until like a year ago or yeah. even really until the month of May. Because like all these people are saying, PJ Tour needs to evolve. I'm like, really? Have you thought that for five years? Have you been saying that? Like, no, like, as a member of the media, when I think about the PGA Tour needing to change, they need to change the way they approach their comms. Like, there are a lot of really nice people that work for the tour. I get along really well with a lot of their PR people, but it's like, it's, they control the narrative. Like, anything, like, anytime I do an interview, I have to get it approved through the tour to then go to the player, which now I've, you know, made, have, I have, you know, better relationships with players where I can just text them or their agents and say, hey, I'm going to put in a request. The tour says fine. Like, as long as they okay it, then I can go do it. But I have to literally send them every question I'm going to ask. And it's like, it's because they want to control everything, which is fine. I get it. And that all comes back to the media rights and all, you know, kind of like keeping all the money with them. But at the same time, like anytime I do a fun interview with anyone, it's at a major championship or it's off site. Like I can't do fun interviews at PGA Tour events. Like there's very little I can do. So I, from, from a media perspective, they need to change in that way. Like they just need to make it a better 
product for the people that spend their lives and make their living covering them because it gets really old when you're being told what to say. And I I think, yes, obviously everything has to do with money, but since it's such a player focused tour, I think they do that to protect the players. And I think their intentions behind it are good. And I think about, you know, interviews that I've done in my team and how we will go about it. And it's the same process. Like you have to get approval. We got to double check on things because you don't want something going out there. That's going to be uh, as (laughs) defamation of character, you know, as Patrick likes to say, but again, I think that, Liv is also going to have those same problems. The contracts were leaked and they have to wear the logo everywhere. They have all these requirements, more requirements that they have on Liv than they do on the PGA Tour. And so it's, again, I think this is a a big sports issue, not just a golf issue with how Mm -hmm. media interacts with players and um, having a little bit more freedom to be able to say and write what you want because there are so many restrictions now that didn't really happen in the past. But it's been interesting to see who has been really thriving throughout all of this golf drama. And it's been the more traditional golf media. You're seeing people like an Alan Shipnuck be able to do investigative work and writing all these articles. And mm-hmm. it's been less, you know, like, me as an, a golf influencer um, to be able to talk about that because I'm not in the the, the thick of things yeah. and it's almost giving like new life to these guys and I think it's actually really made golf media a lot better because you have both sides of it now Mm -hmm. with before they were kind of being pushed out and the golf influencers were being put more on top and it's nice to have more of that mix where you can have the fun entertainment side that you know more that I do Mm -hmm. and then you have more of like the investigative journalism work that like an Alan Shipnuck does and I feel like it's really starting to blend so there's some really good things that have been coming out of this but you're right it's like getting more access to these players, being able to have really fun interviews to like show their personality. And I think that's a big part of getting golf to grow, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people um, seem to miss that that is a huge chunk is having that connection with a player, getting to know them better. It comes through really fun video pieces or written pieces or things that we do to make them, we want to make them look mm-hmm. good. We want to be fun. Right. And it's just having like more access to them, which I think is something that needs to improve across the board with everyone. Yeah. And like you said, like I would never, even if the tour didn't approve everything I was going to ask or every move I made, I would never do anything to hurt the tour, to hurt the players. I would never ask them a question that could potentially get them in trouble because I want to continue to have access to them. So like, even if that wasn't in place, I can't imagine that anyone else who like, you know, is serious about their job is going to do stuff. Now you get some random YouTube golfers on there. They're who knows what the heck they're going to say, but like, you, when you get people that actually like are genuinely trying to do their job, they're not going to you know, really do anything to, to, to hurt the players. So I, I don't know. It, it's just weird because you look at the European tour and you look at the content that they've put out in the past with like the European tour content team and then with the players having them do skits and having them make fun of themselves. Like there's so much that they do that is just incredible. And I don't entirely understand why the tour can't figure out a way to do something fun also. Do you think it's less on the tour and more on the players as if the um, they don't want to interact as much with the like they don't want to be as active as maybe the European tour players? Or do you think it's because the ideas that they pitch to them are stupid and they don't want to participate? But with the European tour, when they pitch a cool idea or something that's funny, that those guys are more interested because it's something that they can actually see themselves doing. 
Yeah, I definitely think there's kind of like a, a, it's just a different sense of humor for those born outside of North America. And it's kind of a humor that I'm drawn to a little more. So I, I think that the guys just kind of have better attitudes and kind of get it more over there. And I understand if a guy like Rory, if a guy like Xander, a guy like Patrick, uh, can't lay if they don't want to do all these extra like spend an extra three hours filming video stuff I get it they have a lot of obligations they're really big in the game so why not do stuff with some of the other guys that are like lower status on tour that don't have as many obligations like I think that would be a great way to grow their name so that people aren't running around going oh look at this leaderboard I hate this leaderboard I don't know who x y and z is and it's like well then you clearly don't pay attention if you don't know who x y and z is and like Max Holm is a great example like before he was a big name before he had you know won and improved like improved just how talented he is as a player he was a big name because of his social media presence like he's the kind of guy that I'm sure if the tour approached him about doing a video like that, even now as he is, um, you know, a bigger player, I think he'd probably still be open to it because he understands like the value that that brings and, and, and the way that like fans are going to like you off of like the weirdest stuff. Like at, at the tournament this week, everyone was like, it's see woo, she woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass, you know, Tony B now, where he be now? Like, that's the thing. Like people love that kind of stuff. And it kind of, even though Siwoo was kind of a head case and is, I don't think I've ever actually watched him do an interview. Like you still love Siwoo because of the song that Jordan Spieth sang four years ago. Like, yeah. just- and, and it is interesting though. Cause we're, we're assuming that all of these players have a great personality, which we both know is not actually the case. <laughs> <laughs> but there and, are a lot of good guys out there. But, but there is a lot of really good guys and you have to approach the right ones. Um, but like Max, is such a good person. He's funny. Yeah. Like he's just engaging. And so it's natural for him to be funny on Twitter. And I think for some guys, it's just really, really difficult for them. So you need really good people to bring out their personalities and bring out something that makes them different. Because I think a lot of times people just rely on the player to like come up with an idea or be funny mm-hmm. or like y- you need to train it's media training you need to train these guys to be able to like engage and be active and like find their 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 little niche on the internet but that's something that they have to want to do and if they want for this tour to keep growing and progressing and to golf to get bigger they have to be more active on social media and it's even like someone like a Ricky Fowler who isn't really playing that well, but he has a big social presence and Mm -hmm. there's really not much that he does. But when he does post something that is posted by himself or that is a little bit more authentic, like this Mm left-hand swing that he did, it was everywhere. It was everywhere online. But when he does these, you know, super sponsored posts, people just tend to tune out. So it's finding that that balance for these guys to be able to like continue to like connect with their audience. And that's so, so incredibly important to the growth of the game. I agree. And I think, you know, going back to the Twitter trolls, I'm sure that that is part of the reason some of the guys just aren't as active as they were 10 years ago on there or five years ago. And that's a shame. Like don't scare these guys away. Don't like you guys want these guys to be entertaining or you want to be able to interact. But then if you're going to be a dick, like they're not going to want to do it. So the fact that like, 
you know, Justin Thomas is still really active on social. I think that's amazing. Like he is such but a big name. Just, but he just got it again. Remember that Scott Fawcett stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. All this. So there was this big drama with um, Scott Fawcett. He used to um, mentor coach Zalatoris, Will Zalatoris, long ago. Like when he was a junior golfer, his profile picture on Twitter is still of him coaching Zalatoris at like the U.S. Junior Am. And he ended up, when Zalatoris won, Fossa ended up tweeting at Brad Faxon and Dan Hicks. And it was one of the most bizarre rants. He was basically like, fuck you. Like, you know nothing. You doubted him. Like, F this, F this. Like, seriously, like, F words flying everywhere. Yeah. And then he got a lot of heat for it. And Justin Thomas ended up jumping in, defending Faxon and Zalatoris. And the people were kind of mad at Justin Thomas for defending yeah it was a really weird they're like oh he's a baby like why is he jumping in now he you know has this moral high ground because of what happened before how dare he all this stuff and i'm like you want these players to be active you want them to get in the mix and then when someone is willing to do that like a justin thomas then you attack him do you think he's gonna do that again probably not yeah probably not that's funny i i so i never clicked like any of the comments or anything under his so i didn't like, I didn't know he was getting hate on it, but I had commented under Justin Thomas's post. I said something like, I love the fact that this guy is trying to have a shameless plug. Because in one of his tweets, he's like, don't, fine, like, block me, report me, whatever. Don't ever buy my product. And I'm like, no one buys your product. Like, literally no one on tour buys your product. Like, he had a knockoff of another guy who works with some very good players and has been doing the stat stuff for about 10 years. His first guy went out doing it and it's been very successful. And he has five wins this season with his guys. He's like three guys between or between two of the guys, he's like five wins or something crazy. So, or no, between three guys, he's five wins. So he, this guy is like trying to shamelessly plug his product as he's going on some crazy tirade of someone that sounds like he hasn't taken his meds in a week. Like he, that was just, it was profanity laced. It was, it was offensive in every way, shape or form. What he said was just beyond, it was beyond anything I've ever seen. And he tried to play it off as if it was a joke. Like how, in what world is that a joke? It was so weird. So I was actually following it quite closely because I had a meeting with him to potentially promote his product. And it was a very odd conversation and then at the end because I was looking and I, I didn't know who he was and I was looking at him and I'm like this guy looks super familiar and I'm like where do I know him from so I looked at his Twitter and all of these tweets were deleted and I'm like I know who it is he has said nasty things about me in the past and so he's like talking about his product this whole time and I'm like on Twitter like investigating this stuff I'm like that's who it is he has said nasty things about me and he's also said nasty things about you and I was like this yeah I'm like this this guy's weird and so I'm like I'll just entertain it because you know I'm nice and then he was like yeah you know I think it'd be great to work with you even no one follows you for golf or they don't care about golf they just care about your body and I literally I, like, saw red. Stop. Yeah. And he was making, like, weird, like, sexist remarks throughout the whole thing, too. He he said something like, um, because there were, it was me and my manager, who's also female on the call, and he was like, yeah, because women are so smart. And he was like, obviously, I'm playing to the crowd here. Wink, wink. And I'm like, so you don't think that we're smarter than, like, what, what are you talking about? 
talking about. It was, it was so incredibly bizarre. And so after he said that, I was like, thank you so much. Wish you the best of luck, but this is not a good fit. And I like left and right. I, I was like, that was one of the weirdest, worst conversations that I've ever had with someone like, why would you ever say that? So I was following it and I was like, okay, yeah, he's definitely unhinged. And this was just, he's just like, I feel bad for him. You know, I, I hope he's okay. And you know, I hope he's successful, but like it was odd. So that's why I was following it um, pretty closely, but yeah, just. That's wild. So when you say you want to work with you, I don't know where the hell he's going to get the money to afford you, but like, that's another question for another. Like, the product's interesting too, because the way he was talking about it, it was like playing golf in a smart way by the stats. Yeah. So he was like, okay, you're going into the screen and you know your miss is here. You want to miss it right there. Like that's where you right. want to miss it. I'm like, if I was good enough to know that I was going to miss it in the exact spot that I wanted to miss it, I would be on tour. Like I'm not good enough to be able to like place <laughs> shots in a certain spot. Yeah. I'm like this is not going to work for an everyday amateur. It's not going to work for even a scratch golfer. Like this is tailor made for the best, 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 best yeah. players in the world. And it will never help anyone else. And he's probably going to cuss me out if he ever listens to this, but we're going to get like the, the next tirade that he goes on. Yeah. But I'm like, it was just like such a weird, weird thing. There's a lot of weird people in the golf industry. There really are. And it's kind of funny because he's like barely in the golf industry. Like his literal claim to fame, like you said, was working with Zalatoris when Zalatoris was an amateur, like literally five years ago, I think was the last time. I don't think he's really ever even been on like Zalatoris' payroll. Well, and Zalatoris came out and he yeah, said, he said that Scott has never been on my payroll. He is not a member of my team. Like I, I thank him for like helping me when I was a junior golfer, but we don't talk any of this stuff. And then he retweeted and was like, this is the best thing I could ask for. Like what? Like that's the best response when he's saying like, you, I'm not associated with you. I don't want to be associated with you. And it was yeah. just the most bizarre thing. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast, How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. 
It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits it's your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. I just feel like the golf world right now is just completely crumbling and falling apart. Like the things that are happening with just like golf Twitter and everything we're talking about, like people are going psychotic, like actually going crazy. Like look at the world around us. Like people are literally going psychotic, like IRL too. And it's scary, man. I'm like, I, I don't know. I just want to get a time machine, go back to like 2009. You know, like it just, just get me out of this mess. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I need There's to just stop. the self the sense of like self entitlement that you, that people yeah. feel that they can do and say whatever they want. And I think, you know, th- sometimes that's great. I feel like even in my career, I've progressed where I say and do things that I would have never done, you know, five years ago, mm-hmm. but it's just, you're right. It's like, it's in real life now and it's kind of scary to go outside in the real world. And like, you don't know what people are going to yeah. say or like what's going to happen and what's going to happen with golf. I think with the tour championship ending um, this week, the next couple weeks after that are going yeah. to be a massive shit show in the world of golf. I mean, we know that Cameron Smith is now going to go over to live um, with a hundred million dollar contract. That's definitely going to happen. Um, so many other players, I think, are going to jump ship. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, it, it is literally going to be an absolute shit show. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing. It's like I'm hearing, like, from this week, I'm hearing a few other international guys are not going this year. Like, who have been rumored to go immediately after Tour Championship are not going. They'll be at the President's Cup, and they'll be on tour next season. So I feel like maybe some of the changes, some of the things that were said at the players' meeting and some of the proposed changes that the tour has put forth, I think that that's kind of resonating with the guys because I'm hearing, like, less, like, less guys are going at least immediately which is good. But then I'm also hearing guys like Cameron Tringali might be one of the seven that goes. And I was like, who, well, who cares? Like who really wants Cameron Tringali? And then um, I was with the tour staff guy and he goes, well, it has something to do with the fact that he's Cameron Tringali. It has to do that. He's taking people from the PGA tour and it's the optics of just taking people. It doesn't matter if you take Cameron Tringali or yeah, or like, I don't know, the 200th ranked guy in, in the FedEx Cup playoffs or the FedEx Cup standings, like you're still poaching guys. Like that's the issue. You're still taking it away. And it's the optics of all that. But it'll it'll be interesting to see who does end up going because I have a feeling that some guys are going to try to stay through the President's Cup and then are going to jump. I think some guys are going to stay till the end of next season and then are going to jump. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. Speaking of the Tour Championship, they have the handicap scoring system, which I think is the absolute worst, and they should change that. I don't know why they continue to do this when they're trying to make the FedEx Cup into like the Super Bowl. They want to make it to the playoffs. They want to bring some awareness to it. They want to blow it up. They want to make it bigger. 
why would you do a handicap scoring system? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Can you imagine watching the Super Bowl and the Bucks yeah. have like three touchdowns on the other team? And yeah. it's like, but they played so well this whole season. They should be rewarded. No, yeah. like that's so boring. That's boring. And I don't like yeah. how they have like the FedEx Cup winner and then they have the tour champion winner too. It should be like- so- yeah, sorry. So that that was whole, the whole point of, of so they I guess they so they get rid of the points and then it's whoever like wins the tournament, whatever wins the FedEx Cup, and that was the issue because they didn't like having one person win, um, you know, the Calamity Jane Potter, and then another guy is holding up the, the the FedEx Cup. So I think that, from my understanding, I was talking to someone about it last night. That was the whole reason of changing the system. And I, but I just think that's stupid. Like I personally don't mind if one guy wins the tour championship and another guy wins the FedEx cup, because that means that that other guy had such a good effing season that even in the biggest event, like the biggest final event of the playoffs, you didn't win that, but you still won the FedEx cup. Like, I feel like there's just kind of a little bit of like merit that's lost in this fact of like, if Scotty Scheffler, so Scotty Scheffler is going in as another one, I think. And he deserves to win the FedEx Cup. Like, I totally agree with that because of the fact of what a season he's had. Like, he deserves to win the FedEx Cup. Now, if it weren't handicapped, whatever, and and for some reason, like, Patrick Cantlay or Zal Torres wins and they end up taking everything, that's fine, too, because they also had a good season. But I think they just didn't want to have two different winners. But I think that's annoying because it's like you still have a tournament. Make that tournament, like, something else then like if you have a separate tournament and then a separate like I don't know I don't like I don't like that they're kind of combined so I'm kind of the opposite of what you said but I don't know they got to change it in some capacity like I heard some people saying like they want to do like, they should have match play which I think could be kind of interesting top 32 guys say, match play match play would be great and then the the you can seed them and so then it's like okay you're a number one seed get the buy like I, I like that. I think it adds a little bit more drama. And I wouldn't mind if someone wins both. You know, I think that's what makes it yeah. so interesting. It's like, okay, you got yourself into the playoffs. Now let's see what happens. Who's playing the best right now? Because that's what happens yeah. in every other sport when it comes to the playoffs. That's what makes like winning the Stanley Cup or uh, the Super Bowl so cool is that the team that played the best the entire season doesn't necessarily always win. And you have to peak at the right time. And Scotty Scheffler has been playing okay, but he hasn't been playing as well as he did in the beginning of the season. And so should he get rewarded right. for that? I don't know. I really don't know. But I think that there needs to be more drama. And I think seeding them out and doing match play would really help. And I think people do like watching match play tournaments. Maybe you can do something a little bit, but maybe it's maybe it's one-on-one stroke play. What about that? You do, you see them yeah. and then you do stroke play. And so instead of it having being match play, because I know a lot of times they're like, well, we don't want to end on like the 15th hole and the people mm-hmm. on 18, like you want to finish on 18. What if you just change the whole thing up? Change the whole thing yeah. up. You see them out, you put them head to head. It's head to head stroke play. If you are shoot the lowest that day, you move on to the next round. Yeah, I actually like, I like that idea. Because it does, it's kind of like the match play, but then also gives you the, you're still going to finish on 18. Because that's what we see, like, last week, Wilmington Country Club, the whole course was just, like, butchered. The only like, consecutive holes were five through nine. Like, that was the only original layout, really. Everything else was, like, all over the place because they wanted to have, like, a central area where people could sit. And they wanted to have the grandstands in the perfect spot. And they wanted, like, this and that. And, you know, going into Quail Hollow for the President's Cup, they're going to do the same thing because they want more matches to get to 16, 17, and 18. So it, 
there are ways that the tour in match play can kind of change stuff, but it is a little bit harder when it comes to stroke play. So I do like your idea of like, you know, have them do stroke play against each other and, you know, kind of move it on. I haven't heard that before. I actually kind of like that. When you were first saying it, I was like, I don't know. But then you, once you explained, I was like, you know what? That's why women are smart, winky face. <laughs> Just mix it up. Just do something completely different yeah. because they're kind of having to do that right now anyways. And there's really no consistent format. So I think this would be a really good alternative to that. And it would make it really interesting. I would like to see it because it's something that hasn't mm -hmm. been done before. I think for this to work to add that drama, it has to be something that no one has done before. And this is like a cool mix of both of them. And maybe you can even do... Uh, 36 holes for the last, you know, it's the last two players, a 36 hole uh, stroke play. I mean, there's so many things that you could do, but they just have to be open-minded to like switch it up and do something a little bit different. Because again, like golf is going to be a shit show coming up after this. And so it's like, why not try different things? Yeah. Why not do something different? And that reminds me is don't be afraid to change. So go to club champion and go change your clubs. <laughs> That's a go great plug. Thank you. Go get fit for a whole new set because it really does make a big difference. Get rid of your old clubs, get some new. You can try every single brand out there. Um, have an open mind. Seriously, they will fit from your grips to your shaft to the club head to loft and light, whatever you need. And something that's really cool about Club Champion is that once you get fit, you can come back in and they will always fix your loft and light for you. So it's a really full service. You're paying for the service, the care, the customer service. They are incredible. So go to Club Champion. You can use my code PAGE, which gives you a discount on the fitting fee. So head over, get some new clubs. Don't be scared of change. And speaking of your, your, your code, Someone came up to me at the tournament and was like, oh my God, I love your podcast with Paige. You guys are great. I just went to Club Champion, did a whole bag or whatever. This is how much it cost me. And I went, did you use Paige's promo code? He goes, oh man, no, I should have. And I was like, you listen to the pod and you don't hear that every episode, homie. Like, what are you doing? Go get a refund. Like, go try to retroactively put it in. Obviously not, but dude. <laughs> I know, but it does make a big difference. So yeah. I went to Club Champion and um, was doing this really fun driver fitting video where I was just trying every single driver and it was fascinating to just put the different head on the same shaft I have, same grip, everything was exactly the same, just put the heads on and to see the difference of like which brands worked for me, which brands didn't. And I tried the new Tylus driver and I've never really been a huge Tylus fan, but I hit it and it was awesome. So I've been going back and forth to see which one's better, but I know that you just got a new Tylus driver too. And you said you've gained like, what? like 30 yards. It was something crazy. Yeah, it was 20. And I've never had that kind of like increase. Granted, the, the driver I had really wasn't good for me. I went to like one of the I got it off the rack. It was like, all right, this is good enough a few years ago. But yeah, they came like 20 yards. Like we tried every one of the heads. I ended up going with the TSR three. And then I went with the TSR three and a five wood as well. And I love both of them. It was like, it was perfect. It's like, when you find the club that fits you right, it's kind of like the holy grail, like the gold starts glowing and the jewels are there. And it's like, ah, like this is this is meant for you. So it makes me so frustrated when people are like, yeah, I just bought these irons. I'm like, did you get them fit? Like, did you at least get check the lie on them? Like, it's one thing the shaft probably isn't going to work. You got to check the lie or something because you're not like helping yourself. 
Well, it's crazy because I travel a ton and so my clubs get bent and I'll go to club champion and they're like, oh, it's half a degree off, but now you're five yards of a dispersion because of just like a small little change in your um, lie angle. And so again, that's like when people say like, oh, I just get them off the rack and I'm saving money. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you're actually Mm -hmm. not because you keep buying all these clubs every single week and they don't fit you and you're frustrated and then you have to pay for all this other stuff to try to fix it. I'm like, just get clubs that fit you and then you're going to be happy. You can keep them actually for a while. Like you don't have to always change them out once you get them fixed. And that's what's so great about going to club champions. They can just change your loft and line and, you know, keep it updated. So we're big fans of getting fit and big fans of using my code for a discount because we love a good discount. <laughs> it's all exciting. It's like, I know I, I did it because of Paige. And I'm like, okay, but you didn't use her promo code. It, it's like, I'll post something and I'll have the link and everything there. And they're like, how do I do it? I'm like, click <laughs> on the link. <laughs> it's all right there. Like, I'm literally like, click on the link to register. Click on the link. And they're like, I can't find it. Where is it? I'm like, it's in the link. <laughs> I feel like a teacher, you know, like giving directions. I'm like, just, just click, click the link, click the link. They're like, what's the code? I'm like, code page, click here. And they're like, I can't find it. I'm like, click here. It's like the, um, I remember there was like an episode of Family Guy where I think it was Quagmire trying to, you know, do, do what Quagmire does with a lady friend. And they're like trying, they have like the, the airplane director guys and they're like directing like go here go here go this is how you do it go here and that's what i feel like you need like the the glowy sticks and the on the tarmac be like this way you can't see me because this is audio but other well you can see me but other people can't see me but i am making motions with my hands it's the same thing too when I will put out stories constantly being like, I don't have a Google Hangouts. I don't have any other accounts. This is my only account. If I'm not responding to you on here. It's not me. Like month, I'll do it every single month. And then I'll get messages and be like, oh, is this you? And it's like zero followers, zero people that they're following. And it's like my profile picture, no posts. And I'm like, yeah, that that is me. I reached out, like I've created this another account just to talk to you to get money for yeah. Applebee's. Like how many times, like, can you just listen to me, please? Yeah. But it just proves that everyone listens to my videos without sound. So I need to start putting like bold text on everything. Like, maybe, like <laughs> over my boobs, like click here. <laughs> oh my God. I know people, people just don't really pay attention. Granted. I mean, I'm, I don't really pay attention to either stuff, but usually if I, if I'm reading something, I can, I can kind of figure it out. You know, you would think you would think. But uh, we'll wrap up the episode right there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to uh, write us some five stars. Leave us a nice review. You know, just do something nice. We, we would really appreciate that. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And as always, if you have any questions, you can reach out on the Playing Around Instagram account. It's literally Playing Around on Instagram. Send us a message and we will... Maybe send us a topic. We'll talk about it. We'll answer your questions. Uh, Don't be afraid to reach out. And thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. We will catch you here next time. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody. 
and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.